Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast, a podcast by Belonging Pioneers and Culture Lab Consultancy about the questions and ideas around the hidden barriers to achieving our diversity, equity, inclusion goals. This is where we erupt the constraining impact of privilege and explore new possibilities in the context of shared power and purpose. Esmond Baring is a transformational life coach and founding partner of a conscious brotherhood called The Privileged Man. We really hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast with me, Ishreen Bradley, Chief Inspiration Officer at Belonging Pioneers. And me, Kami Nuttall, founder of Culture Lab Consultancy. Privilege is a conundrum that dilutes the culture of fairness at work. And as a leader, you recognize that your organization has more to do. You want to create success through connection and belonging, and you're unsure about how to make it happen. Now, the Privilege Eruption podcast is where you have the opportunity to evolve breakthrough thinking about the impact of power, privilege and purpose and how that shows up at work. And in these podcasts, you will gain the courage and confidence to realise a culture of inclusion for all. In the EDIB space, equity, diversity, inclusion and belonging, we often get to a crunch point with clients where it becomes important that the client embarks on what we call deeper work. To have effective and successful EDIB strategies, leaders have to be ready to begin their own internal work. The work is often done with teams, but how often do leaders step into the space to introspect their own privilege? This conversation, which you're about to hear, offers perhaps a different perspective around developing a growth mindset. It is a very different conversation, perhaps, to the one you will have heard with Jag Bassey, the previous episode. In this extended growth mindset conversation, we talk to a self-confessed privileged English white man of a certain age who was born into privilege, which brought along with it conditioned learning and how he became a product of his environment. Esmond Baring, co-founder of Transforming Humanity from the Top Down, shares his personal story about how he became aware of his mental health and that gave him insight into how unhappy he was with his job, his work choices, working within a gilded cage, how his upbringing held him back, how he was a product of his conditioned learning. Esmond's message is an important one, and it aligns with our message around leadership development, that to be authentic outwardly, we have to be authentic inwardly. Having access to the full spectrum of the human experience includes working on one's self-esteem, self-awareness, self-worth. To be able to model healthy behaviours, we need to access those healthy behaviours. For example, how can we be compassionate if we haven't experienced it for ourselves? And this conversation is set in the context of understanding the impact of one's own privilege. Esmond's message is an important one for C-suite leaders and everyone alike. David Hawkins was a a prolific author. Uh, He died in 2012, I think it was, and he wrote a book called The Map of Consciousness Explained. And he calibrated scientifically, so with kinesiological muscle testing, he could show where a human being calibrated, shame calibrating down at 30 with enlightenment up to 1,000. And I can't remember the statistics, but he spoke about collectively as a humanity. We've only reached the level of courage in the last 15 years, but 79% 
of the population of this species is yeah. operating below the level of yep. courage, mm, which it. is survival. That's so it's it. a survival stage. Yes. So what I what I see happening now in the world is the the biggest collective shift of awakening that the world has ever seen. It's the most extraordinary blessing to be alive in this moment. Yes. And by doing the work and and, and making these bodies ready to receive this higher vibration, that yeah. means being willing to go right through the red zone, as you call exactly. it. Exactly. Be willing to experience that to its fullest, yeah. fullest uh, yeah. state, and then to yeah. enjoy the green yeah. zone that's yeah. available to us like all. Complete possibility thinking, right? Yes. So, so can I add a dilemma here then? Uh-oh. Of course. <laughs> so, so our audience are probably thinking, oh, this is a different conversation. Ishreen and Kami are taking us in a slightly different direction. But I, I'd like us to sort of just sort of explore perhaps together because we're, you know, you, you both resonate with the Ishreen with the authentic you movement and the, you know, the development of, of women and diverse leadership. And Esmond, you're, you're already developing and helping privileged men um, sort of get through that, that, that repress, repressed emotional state, right? You're on, you're both unleashing in that sense. And, and when I think about, and I'm going to bring in the dilemma, which is the workplace where a group of people come together, spend time, significant amounts of time together on a daily basis, spending hours time on, on work, on objectives, on targets, on goals. And some people are in a position of power and some people are not. Some people, we know through our research that people experience privilege at work. Um, um, and we know from a diversity perspective that the majority of people in the C-suite, our executives, our boards are white and male. And we know that there's a bit of a shift moving towards bringing more female, more um, for more female representation, perhaps even um, ethnic diversity representation. Um, and so, so there's a lot of work to be done there. But I do wonder how much of that repression, that those repressed emotional states actually, we, you know, we don't, as in the workplace, address these things. We don't talk about it. We expect to park it at the door and say work is work. We leave all all of that other stuff there. But Esmond, you were talking about feeling unfulfilled, you know? How do, uh, we, how, do we, how do we bring this conversation in an enlightening way for our leaders that we work with, Ishri? You know, how do we, how do we get our, our male colleagues, um, you know, embarking on this sort of, this, this, this type of growth? So I, I, it's a brilliant question. And, and thank you for asking it. And I don't have the answer right now. But what I can say is the name of our company is Transforming Humanity from the Top Down. What I see as a way that makes sense to me in, in the small way that we're showing up with what we're doing, we're not a recovery group. We're not a therapy group. We are a support group. We are an emotional support group where we're modeling healthy behaviors. And through that modeling, men have an opportunity to meet themselves in a deeper and different way and to feel safe enough to do it. Men who have perhaps never even considered asking themselves these questions before. What happens when these men come into these spaces and become honest for the first time is they have an awakening of sorts to a deeper, mm. a deeper truth. And I want to keep on track here because we're, we're, so, we're talking about the workplace. What does that then lead to when a man has met a more authentic version of himself? Generally, in my experience, since we've been doing this, a kinder, 
more compassionate, more caring, and more vulnerable version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So what happens when a CEO comes into this space or a CTO or CIO that happens to be white, that happens to be quote-unquote privileged, but he discovers this heart opening and he starts to question who he is, how he's behaving, what his behavior is, the impact that's having on his team, on his shareholders, on his wife, on his family. Change occurs. Now, my question is, I was talking to a friend that I'm staying with, actually, about one of the men that came through our groups. And he had a profound experience and was very willing to give a a testimony to that experience. But he was afraid of publishing that in social media for fear of what an investor may think of him for being that honest, which I respect and I understand completely. And I think is insane. So, I agree. Yeah. so, 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 Cami, in response to your question, modeling a different way of being. 10 years ago, I watched Brene Brown introduce the concept of vulnerability. Three years later, I watched a man called Justin Baldoni speak to masculine vulnerability. And I got goosebumps as I share this with you now, because the changes that are occurring are coming from the inside out. And the rewards of this experience Mm. make money and the pursuit of wealth pale in comparison. Because this is an awakening of everything that a man, white or otherwise, thinks that he can get from status, admiration, power and money. It never comes from that place. It comes from within the heart. So perhaps we as a society can look at all the greed and the control and the enslavement that we're all at some degree living under and surrounded by. Maybe we can actually create some change from within. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm going on a bit here and I will wrap now. This isn't an intellectual debate. This is a, an experiential change in our understanding of our humanness. And I love that you found me and you asked me to be in this conversation with you because I'm a white privileged man. And whatever that means to both of you and anyone listening, I also have a heart. I'm also just like you. I also know loneliness, desperation, apathy, uh, fear. I I'm as human as anyone else here. But for some reason, those people that are seen as privileged are different from everyone else. Well, we're not. And it can be a real struggle to be a white privileged man and to be rejected and judged and hated and envied and punished for some apparent idea that may or may not be relevant to who I am and what I've done in my life. And so I see the privileged man, and this is obviously quite polarizing and controversial, but to give us all as a voice, regardless of our creed, color, gender, sex, to realize that we're the only difference between any of us is the beliefs that we hold. Esmond, I love what you said. I want to pick up on two things that you said. One is the word you use, enslaved. And in my opinion, right now, unless you do the work that you and I are talking about, every human being is enslaved. It doesn't matter what their socioeconomic status is or their colour or their gender. There's like this system that's enslaved all of us. Yes. Right? Yes. And and the only way out is to go back, as you said, and discover who we really are and what's important to us and what lights us up. And then that comes from love. 
so I, I really love that term and I think that's something we can we can develop further. The other thing is when it comes to privilege, Esmond, I think for me what you've done is you've moved through the stages of privilege to get to a point where you are actively stewarding your privilege. Mm. You're using that privilege that you had to make the world a better place, to help people be happier. Right? I, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I agree with that. And and I think when we talk about privilege in general, we're talking about people who are denying their privilege or being defensive about their privilege or being that, you know, so what, I've earned it, right? Uh, And I think once people do the work that we're talking about here in finding your authentic self and, and coming from love, you're able to move from those three uh, ways of behaving around your privilege to actually stewarding your privilege. And that's what we see true privilege to be, is is to have worked through those different layers and, and, and yeah. found a truer, unauthentic voice. Yeah. It's a privilege to be alive if we can actually have an insight to realize that from a spiritual yeah. perspective. Oh, my God. And I know, yes. we're not, I know we're not going down the spiritual perspective no. in this conversation necessarily. <laughs> no. But that's how I relate to privilege now. That's what it means to me. And that's what it means to the men that are coming through our rooms. Mm. It's a privilege to connect at this depth yeah. and at this vulnerability to feel aspects of themselves that have been lost or forgotten since yeah. childhood. Yeah. So now my next question is really like, that's wonderful for the people who come through the rooms and come through our spaces. And then they go back to a world where everyone's enslaved still, everyone's still in the gilded cage and they're not free, or at least a large percentage, let's say 96%, are still in the red zone. So how do they, A, maintain their transformation and B, bring that transformation to the people around them? So... The maintenance of the transformation is to stay honest and connected in a community that resonates to the values that you hold, um, whatever they may be. And again, it's not therapy. It's not 12-step program. It's not psychiatry. It's community. It's an honest community. Back in the day, we all held to account because we all relied on one another to the survival and thrival of our villages. So maintenance for me, and again, my journey has taken me through the depression and through the processing of the PTSD from the ancestral line in my family. I couldn't have done it alone. And if I had done it alone, it probably might have ended up in a more frightening and scary conclusion. Yeah. So maintenance is the first um, answer to that. And what can I say is, is that I've been ignoring the inner whisper that has been coming through me since I first allowed myself to become a slave by a system that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't conscious of the choices that I was making and the inexorable pull of the system of thought that we've created that creates this enslavement. So I can't give advice to people about how to live their lives and what to do. I made a complete horlicks of it. I I tried and failed to set up several businesses and I lost all my money and I went right to the edge of the terror of my own survival 
And it was only from me hitting a bottom and picking the pieces up that I'm in a conversation with you guys today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, and, and the people have a lot of fear about losing the, the illusion of security that they may be living through. I mean, it's very clever, this system of enslavement, yeah. but you know, the, the capitalist and financial system is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of the, yeah, I could go on for hours about this. Um, so I can't give advice on that, Ishreen, other than to listen to the inner truth and, and, and have a faith and a, and a relationship with spirituality to carry you through any changes that are necessary. So, Esmond, um, what we love to do is finish our podcast episodes with some quick fire questions. Um, and we'd love it if you could answer these for us. So um, I'm going to start with the first one. Um, and that is, what's the privilege story that's impacted you the most? That's a great question. People like us don't talk about feelings. Mm. People like us don't talk about feelings. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Thank you. I'm sorry, no, sorry. I'm sorry there's no more. That's, 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 no, no, that's, that's, no, that's, that's, that's pretty profound. That's yeah. profound. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it underlies everything we've just been talking about. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty profound. And um, next question is the latest book you've been reading that has been inspiring for you or has inspired oh, you? Oh my God, I love this question. Um, I'm currently reading a course in miracles, um, which is the channeled word uh, through medium of Jesus Christ, and it's a course workbook over 365 days with lessons to help dissolve any fear and misperceived uh, judgment of the world through these exercises. So a complete dissolution of fear to realize the green zone, Ishreen, that we're Wow, beautiful. Esmond, what's the name Amazing. of that book again? It's called A Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles. Amazing. Esmond, what's your favorite indulgence? 5-MeO-DMT. 5-methoxy-dimethyltryptamine. It's the most powerful psychedelic on the planet, and it comes from the <laughs> snoring desert toad. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm very curious about, about those. I, 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 I think I need to put that on my bucket list as well. So I, hand on my heart, recommend you do. Ah. Who I has inspired you, know, you most to do what there. you do? I can't even go there in my mind. It's like, what? Okay. I'll is let it, you know when it, it happens, Ishreen. Is it, is not, is it, that's because it's not in your mind, Ishreen. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> so, so the next question, Esmond, is who has inspired you most to do what you do? Oh, it's such a good question. Thank you for asking it. Oh, God. Me. Love it. Okay, so our final question, Esmond, is if you had unlimited resources to put together the ultimate resource for ensuring an equitable organization or world, what would that be? I'd remove the need to make money. Mm. And I would create communities where people are valued for who they are and what they can contribute. Mm. I'd remove, uh, I would change the economic system to, to a more circular economy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. All right. That was fun.
Thank you that for those questions. Fun. I really, I really enjoyed those questions at the end too. It got me thinking. Yeah. Esmond, um, it's been a real pleasure speaking to you today, and really, you know, enjoyed your 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 thinking, your thoughts, your experience. Your thank you also for your vulnerability and sharing your your felt and lived experiences as well. Really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I think I think our audiences um, are in for a treat when they hear hear your conversation and, yeah. and your shared experiences as well. So so really appreciate your time here. Thank you. Thank you, Esme. Thank you. Thank you both for inviting me. It's a pleasure. It's really, really a pleasure to, really to be in conversation wonderful. with you. Really wonderful conversation. Thank you, Esmond. And we can only encourage all our male listeners to come on your programme, right? Indeed. Please. Yeah, please come and, please come and experience it and, and feel it for yourself. Before you leave, remember to give us a like, a follow on your favourite podcast platform. And remember, you can send us your thoughts, your questions, your reflections on the episode or previous episodes. And if you feel ready to explore your own privilege, then go ahead and complete the privilege survey. It will be quite an experience. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining us. Our intention is to bring you new insights about the impact of power, privilege and purpose at work for you and for your organisation. You can check out our episode description for social media accounts and don't forget to send in your questions and you can send those to our email equitychampions at belongingpioneers.com. We look forward to sharing more about power, privilege and purpose at work with you on this podcast. Now, if you got value, please remember to share it with your networks. Please leave us a review. And as Cami said, please do remember to send us any questions that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast. And we'll see you next time. Next time. Bye.